Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight for Episode 19, Season 2 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season Richie, unfortunately, is unable to join us tonight, so I'm running solo in um, a week full of blowouts and another disappointing Warriors performance. Uh, Paul will be uh, helping me out from time to time and giving me his feedback on some of the news, so um, it'd be great to get his insight. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio at our convenience. Um, as always, I'm going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of our round 16 matches and our picks. Then we'll stop to answer some questions from all of you um, before previewing round 17 and making our picks, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send comments and questions throughout the show, and we'll answer them in the middle period. And let's just get straight into the top stories of the week. Um Obviously, the biggest news this week has been um, the Dragons and their COVID issues. Um, Paul Vaughan um, hosted a party for 12 of his teammates, um, despite the COVID restrictions set in place for NRL players. As we mentioned last week, they are on COVID level four for the NRL. So that was um, staying within their own bubble and not going out in the public and the likes of that. Um but this party kind of threw all of that out the window and um, all the players involved um, have been fined for a combined $350,000 and players are banned for a match each. This ban should be spread across a minimum of two rounds and a maximum of four to ensure that they can field a team in the upcoming rounds. Paul Vaughan um, was suspended for eight games and fined $50,000. I think it was fifty six. Um, but he's also had his contract um, torn up by the Dragons. Um, I don't know if you'll remember, but this isn't the first time um, he has breached COVID um, rules. Last year, he um, broke the rules to go to a cafe. And um, Paul, uh, I know we just briefly discussed it before we went live on air, but what's what's your take on um, our, our rugby league players um, getting themselves in the news for all the wrong reasons again? Oh, hey, 
let's go. Um, the, <laughs> I guess the question is, how many players were, well, I guess all 13 players would be in action that day, right? Um, yeah. So they were all there. Um, there was just a handful that weren't. I believe Cody Ramsey, one of the wingers, um, he he wasn't there and a handful of others because um, obviously they have an extended group that they take away because yeah. they're on the Central Coast. Um, so, how, so how big is an extended group? group? Um, I th- 25, usually, 30 I'd say, I'd say probably 20, okay, 20, so 20 21. Players. So, so who were the, uh, who were the seven billion mates who weren't invited or did, or did they yeah. run really quickly? I mean, um, well, that's it. That invited. is the, what, the, what, what, what kind of, t- to what kind of team morale does it talk to that, that point to when you, when you, when uh, a quarter of your squad aren't invited to the party? It's, I don't know if it was a case of not being invited or being the smarter ones of the group saying this isn't something we should be doing. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned there, um, there was a lot of talk that players scattered and ran from the police. Um, Jack DeBellin, who has just come back into the NRL after all his off-field dramas, was caught hiding under a bed. Um, um, to be fair to him, right, he'd just been walking his dog and was dropping something off for the boys. Exactly, yeah. He wasn't there um, at yeah, and um, I know the police are investigating more because the players were lying and trying to cover with the police, which has um, annoyed the police quite a bit, but they're actually investigating deeper because um, the story that has been told by the Dragons and the players is that the wives and girlfriends came at the end of the party to pick them up, where the police um, believe that the girlfriends and wives were actually at the party, which breaks the bubble even further um oh, hang on. So, but, so they're, they're, they're having a barbecue pool party yeah and all the babes only turn up at the end nah. exactly <laughs> so um yeah the police are still investigating that part um the police and government find all the players a thousand dollars each which um is chump change for a lot of them um but yeah the nrl did stiffer um penalties and yeah Paul Vaughan got his eight hundred thousand a year contract ripped up, and um, I see um, we have got Simon here. He said um, he had three strikes already. Um, that's true. That he had some phone sexting scandal, which was a strike against him, and then the the first COVID breach, and then this one. So the writing was on the wall. For him, um, he really needed to keep his his nose in line, and he he failed well, epically here. Let's be blunt here. He 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 was the most stupid out of the lot. He was hosting the bloody thing. Yeah, um, I think key here for, for something that I mean, I've been joking so far. Um, but key key here in this was that the head coach and the head of rugby or director of rugby, or whatever his name is, the like the two head honchos on tour with these guys went in the changing room, told them all no partying. Um, yeah. and three quarters of the squad ignored them. I mean, yeah. seriously, they, uh, that's gross disciplinary for the whole crowd. I mean, they should all be fired, to be honest, and mm. have all their contracts ripped up. Clearly, the Dragons can't do that. As you say, they um, they, they couldn't actually finish their season if they did that because they ran out of players. But um, but uh, this this is – the other the other lot should be lose half their wages for the year or something like that. I mean, they, they're putting the whole tournament at risk here. This tournament has I mean, the NRL gets special exemption to be allowed to travel around, um, and by doing this, yeah, as you say, the, 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 the whole the whole tournament's at risk. It's a disgrace from these guys, um, 
And I mean, the Dragons should be just saying, look, okay, how do we replace all these players? Because none of these guys give a give a flying beep um, about about this club or about the NRL. Um, the um, I mean, Simon says here, <laughs> this is Paul. Uh, this is rugby league. Telling them what they can't, can and can't do is as good as challenging. Is um, as you see, a challenge for them. Um, well, look, they, 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 then that's the NRLs, the NRL and the and the um, uh, and the leagues uh, and all the teams' fault for not raising their players in the right way uh, and allowing them to get away with stuff um, for years. Really, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't like tarring them all with that brush because I think the Warriors have been a, a key example for the opposite. They're, they've basically been there for two years and we've never heard anything in regards of them breaching a bubble or anything. And um, I, as a Warriors fan, um, I feel for them because when you hear stuff like this, um, with everything they're sacrificing to keep the competition going and these other teams are um, taking the piss, essentially... Um, it's not a good look because last year we spoke about it a lot last season, Paul, where um, the Broncos, it seemed every second week were breaking the rules. Uh, like two weeks ago, the Bulldogs did the same thing. Um, so you got all these teams um, seriously um, putting the, the season in doubt. Um, but yeah, I was hoping maybe the NRL would deduct some points from the Dragons because that would help the Warriors out a bit. But <laughs> I think from, from the Dragons' point of view here, to be, to be fair to the club, the cl- this isn't the club making mistake. This is their players, right? The club yeah. has told them what they can and can't do. Uh, now, whether the club has been too easy on them in the past and they think they can get away with it, then that, that's the culture that they've grown in their team it, is their fault. But it is, it is the players here um, on this one. Um, and um, the, yeah, so it is a it is a big thing for, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to blame the organisation too much, um, but the, the players here seriously um, are out of order. Uh, the um, and, and as you say, it would have been interesting to know. I mean, uh, actually, hat tip to to the to the um, to the Dragons. They have taken pretty stiff action against their players here, right? Yeah. Um, they've they, they've seen what the NRL's done. They've seen, what, they've seen what the police have done. They've seen what the NRL have done, and then they've gone and said, right, that's not enough, folks. We're doing more because yeah. we don't believe that this should have happened. So, um, so so to be fair to them, at least they they have taken stiffer action against their own players, which is good to see. Uh, the, yeah. but to have allowed this, allowed a culture in their organisation to have developed to allow this is, is, is clearly wrong. Hopefully, this will put a lot of line under it. And um, I, I thought that basically that um, the NRL had stopped all this by about what's about a year, maybe year and a half ago, putting a line in the sand saying, right, guys, anybody who gets caught in a scandal is out. Um, yeah, and the players got out. So I, I thought the players, I thought the players would have learned, but um, clearly not. Yeah, it's always not a good look. It's, you know, the the local joke that um, NRL players aren't the brightest. Um, and every, every it seems like every week there's a new reason proving that right. Um, and it's stuff like this that does um, kind of sweep all the good things that players and teams have been doing in their communities and what have you under the rug. Because every time something good happens, there's three bad things. And um, no, this is what we're starting our news on. And so the bad stuff generally always comes at the top. Um, and yeah, they've just got to, I don't know what they've got to do. Uh, yeah, signs of the St. George Dragons have been um, played in people for years for, or paid by people for years. Um, 
know, playing for playing playing with poker machines. So yeah, clearly not only I'm not I, I, I don't know the, the 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 truth behind that piece, but um, look, hopefully this is a message to the rest of the rest of the um, the, the rest of the, the squad. I mean, as you say that um, you're talking about uh, their position in the table and, and perhaps uh, losing points um, would have been a good one uh, because look, yeah, they are just in the uh, the top eight currently. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, folks! Before we get to the stage, later, we get to the show. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, so it, it's it's that's not um, so yeah, it's that they are they could be heading towards the finals. Uh, how, how how much of a loss is it going to be losing about what seven players and six players? You assume that they will um, or or six players each. Sorry for the next two rounds. You assume they split evenly. Well, is that enough that will essentially um, dock them? I, or can they survive? Do they have a deep enough squad to survive losing six players? Potentially, um, there are rumours which I'm covering a bit later about them loaning a player from the Warriors. In fact, um, to cover for the player they just sacked. Um, but they're they're the team. I I hate talking about this team because every time I say they're done, they get a win. But. Um, <laughs> I've been picking them to drop out of the eight for about the past month and they managed to, they'll lose a game. Then they'll, they'll get one and the win to keep them, just keep them up there. But yeah, eventually I think this is this, even if they spread it over four weeks, I think that the chance of them winning all of them isn't, isn't likely. So yeah. um, they, they don't deserve to be in the eight anyway, in my opinion. And yeah, this boneheaded decision by them um, as players, um, has me wanting them to drop out as soon as they as possible um a selfish warriors fan who wants to sneak up of course do you want to have a quick chat about some um, tv money yeah yeah I, I think we've talked about this one this one enough so far yeah i'm not sure there's much more to add uh but someone makes a point here that his understanding is the warriors um bring in um to the nrl a tv deal of worth 17 million um from sky new zealand uh, and the war and the warriors only take two million. Yeah, um, and uh, I think to um, uh, to a certain degree, look, you you have to share the, the the TV money around evenly. Otherwise, you can't get even squads um, from a, from a from a what do you call it um, a cap point of view, a salary cap point of view. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't expect the warriors to take the full seventeen million. Um, no, but. No. Um, so yeah, so now so it's but it, but it does it does raise questions of should, should the NRL put a team in Japan to get a TV get a, a big uh, a few million from a, from a Japanese TV deal? But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, look the the NRL needs the needs or doesn't need but yeah the NRL needs the Warriors really, um, and obviously the Warriors need the NRL, and uh, I think that I think the two of them have been working pretty well together over over this COVID period. I mean, there have been a couple of maybe maybe a couple of disagreements occasionally, but on the whole, I think. The, the NRL and the, and the Warriors have, uh, have had a good relationship. Yeah, I think so. And um, the the NRL have um, been helping the Warriors with their essentially living in Australia and, and all that and making it a bit easier in what is a very tough situation for the club. Um, I've still got all my fingers and toes crossed that the August 15th game at Mount Smart will still go ahead. It's it's looking dicey still with how COVID is in Australia, and if another team decides to do a Dragons party, um, you could essentially say that game won't be happening, and 
um, the fans here need it and the Warriors need it. Um, the Warriors, it's they still make money off merchandise and, and whatnot, but it's a lot easier to get money out of a home Mount Smart crowd than it would be at Central Coast. As great as the um, Australian Warriors fans have been, um, there's a lot of them up there that go to all the games they can, but, um, you know, the majority of your money you get from your, your home fans and um i'm sure the money they would make in that one game um it's not going to offset all the losses they've had to um endure the past two seasons but it's definitely gonna um be a step in the right direction and um yeah the last thing i want is for that game to go and then australia's COVID dramas to continue and then we hear that the warriors are stuck there again next year because um that could potentially be the death of the club um, um I, well okay I, i'm not sure if it would necessarily get to, to that stage but let's say i, I think the, the nrl need the warriors too much as you see there's yeah. 17 million here from sky no i i don't mean that'd be um, gone i think they wouldn't be based in new zealand anymore i think they'd move their operations to australia if they got stuck there even longer okay. um just because it's easier um potentially but yeah that would have such a negative effect on nrl in total um having Having no team based in New Zealand, um, we've already seen it the past two years. Um, I've seen in my local circle a bit of a drop of interest from right. friends and family um, with no live games to go to. They're not as interesting. Um, the recent blowouts that seem to be happening every week aren't helping either. But, um, yeah, it's when you can't go and watch a local game, it does make it a bit harder, um, speaking personally. Um, I, I miss it terribly. So yeah, yep. fingers crossed for August fifteenth. Uh, and it's also, I don't think it'll it'll depend on a, an action like um, the, the 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 dragons because I don't think the New Zealand government are giving any special dispensation no. to to this. So uh, yeah, it's not going to be dependent on oh can they behave and they can skip the IQ. No, <laughs> it's, no, yeah, the, it, the borders are open and you're allowed in. Uh, or the waters aren't, and you have to have my queue, in which case, then it's obviously it won't happen. Gone. Yeah. Um, so it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think. It, so it's not really down to what, what what the NRL does. It's down to what the country, how Australia's COVID situation is at the time. Yeah. So sort yourself um, out, Australia, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes, it's funny that I, I saw someone say, "Oh, yeah, we should. They, they should. They should should have relocated the British and Irish lines to." Um, uh, to Australia, they had full stadiums. It's like, hang on, Australia's in lockdown as well, folks. Yeah, Nick, no, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't have helped. Which I guess just shows you how little people are aware of what's happening in other parts of the world. Um, yeah, and yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, Australia. Please, get, yeah, please get your acts in order. Let's open up again. Let's have a nice, uh, our nice trans uh, trans Tasman and uh, Cook Islands bubble. Uh, don't forget, we've got Cook Islands open. Um, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, let's hope that that, that reopens. Definitely. Uh, and, um, next bit of news: we have to do a redaction from last week because um, the bloody Brisbane Broncos lied to us. Um, and um, we reported last week that Kevin Walters came out and said that Matt Lodge and Tavita Pangai Jr. would not be leaving the club; they were there to stay. And we were talking about how Ben Iken must have had some effect in there and decided that those are players that they want. And then uh, not long after our show, um, 
the Warriors announced that Matt Lodge had joined the team effective immediately. I believe it was Thursday or Friday um, that the news came out that he was joining the club straight away. Um, it's another one, a bit like Dallin Wadonizniak, where the Broncos are paying um, part of his salary, and it's been very divisive, I think it's fair to say, um, in the club. I'll, I'll go into it a bit later because, spoilers, Richard, even though he's not here, he gave me a question that's about Matt Lodge. So um, I'll touch it more in that part there. But, um, yeah, I think he, he is going to help the Warriors out a lot. He's a very big forward. But I just I just don't like when – it's kind of the cliche with the NRL at the moment where they'll come out and say one thing and then not even 48 hours later – something else happens. So we see it with players saying, I'm not signing anywhere. And then hours later, it's announced that they've signed with another club um, or coaches coming out. I know it's, you always say it's the, um, when a, a CEO comes out and says they back the coach, you know, that coach is gone. Um, so Simon said, thank God we're not paying for his legal bills. Thankfully his, he hasn't been getting himself in trouble um, recently, which is good. Um, but I think the Warriors, we were just talking about how the Dragons dealt with their players. I think the Warriors are a bit more strict. I, I don't know if that's the right word to say, but um, if players get themselves in trouble, the Warriors kind of react very quickly and swiftly. So I think if he did get himself in trouble, um, they wouldn't they wouldn't take it. And he'd either find himself dropped or um, a contract ripped up potentially. But, yeah, he's had a couple of years where he's kept his nose clean. So I'm sure uh, the, the optimist in me thinks that's going to continue. Um, and on Tavita Pangai Jr., the rumours have come out that he could be with the Bulldogs by the end of the month. So another player they said isn't going anywhere. Apparently he's already got his foot out the door. Um, so I've been talking about the Bulldogs. They've made a lot of good signings, but they needed help in the Ford pack. Savita Pangai Jr. has off-field dramas, as I think that's an asterisk for many NRL players now. But he is a very good forward, and he could really help that side out. Um, they've got a very good... Um, but it's... Yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, yeah, and I see um, Simon said it's not good for the club, the family image of the club. That's true. Um, you, you can take that swing at it. But, yeah, I'll cover that more in my question as well because um, that's a very good point. But more Broncos news before we move on. Kirk Capewell, um, he came out and said he hasn't signed with anyone. And then not long after that, he announced that he'd signed with the Broncos on a three-year deal. Uh, very good signing for, for the Broncos. They're, they're, they're really starting to um, build a team for next season, which – clearly by how they went last year and this year they they need a lot of changes and um uh the exit of david fafita and then releasing matt lodge and tavita pangai jr will open up a lot of money um they've obviously got adam reynolds coming in but um capewell tony staggs and brinko lee are the big names they've signed for next year um very very um good signings and i'm Looking forward to seeing what else Ben Eichen and co do um, in the remaining weeks of this season in terms of how they shape next year because they really don't want to be bottom dwellers for a third year in a row. Um, I think that will be disastrous for them, especially with this 
um, new Brisbane team coming in a couple of years. They they really want to get themselves back into playoff territory. Um, otherwise, they, they might lose a bit of fan base, as unbelievable as that may sound. Um, but more signing news, we've got James Fisher-Harris from the Panthers. He's extended his stay with the club to the end of 2026. I think that's great news for the Panthers. Um, I think Fisher-Harris has been one of, if not the best, front rower in the competition this year. Plays very high minutes, always goes 100%, um, and is always really good at bending um, defensive lines. And you kind of see with how, uh, admittedly, his halves are no slouches in Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary, but the go-forward he provides them to let that electric backline um, slot into action is um, it's just too valuable to let him slip. And I'm sure there's 15 other clubs that would have thrown everything they had to get him, but he, he knows he's onto a good thing with Penrith and um, it's shown with such a long deal um, to sign. So um, great news for him. Um, state of origin news, Richie's not here, so I'm going to avoid talking about state of origin as much as I can, um, so he doesn't twist the knife, but Newcastle has now officially been announced as the location for state of origin three, um, with the COVID issues in Sydney, um, they couldn't play it there, so yeah, Newcastle's going to have it, but, um, unusual having, um, two smaller areas, um, get origin games this year with um, Townsville and Newcastle, but I think it's probably better for the atmosphere. Um, taking it to Newcastle will be a bit more exciting because um, it's a dead rubber match. Um, some of the big stars aren't going to be in it, so taking it at Newcastle, you might get a bit more interest and um, should be a good night. I, I'm hoping that Queensland can finish um, what has been a poor campaign on a high note, but we'll discuss that a bit more um, next week when Richard's back. Um, more signing news though Rooster Isaac Louie has signed a three year deal with the Gold Coast Titans um, another good signing for the Titans, they're kind of filling their pack up, um, I think they just need some halves, uh, potentially Cody Nicarima as we discussed last week could be going there, there's been no more updates on that but they need a half in there if they're going to stack this forward pack up if they've got no one to do anything behind it uh, they're still going to struggle um, although the game we're going to talk about soon showed that their struggles may be over. Um, but back onto the Dragons news that we discussed with Paul. They are in discussions with the Warriors to potentially um, borrow Jermaine Tanoa Brown. And um, that's just for the rest of the season due to the hole um, they've made by firing their front rower. Um, they, they don't have the depth that they thought. I think it's a good um, move. Jermaine hasn't been playing a lot for the Warriors due to other props in the team um, being a bit more consistent than he has in his second year. So it gives him a chance to play some more first grade for another team um, and learn rather than playing in the reserve grade where it's a step down. And I think um, that's only going to be better for his personal development and the Warriors in general. Um, getting as many players that they can out um, playing top level will only benefit them for what should be a good season next year, although the season is not over yet, hopefully, with all my fingers crossed. Um, and um, next bit of news, um, we were talking about the World Cup last year, or last week, sorry, about a decision being made on if it would go ahead or not. They've pushed back 
their decision-making. Um, there's apparently been a bit of um, an issue with New Zealand and Australia, with um, both countries not willing to um, say they'll come or not. They're still umming and ahhing. The NRL is very concerned about the quarantine. Um, they have a full NRL season go up to the World Cup and then be stuck in quarantine when they come home and then go basically they'd have to go straight from quarantine straight back into um, training for next year, which doesn't give them a break, which they have in their rugby league um, agreement that they have to have a certain amount of weeks off. So um, they're a bit iffy about that. So the, the um, rugby league association has decided to push it out a few more days. So we should have a decision by the end of this week, which means we can discuss it a bit more next week. Um, and before we go on to the reviews of round 16, I just want to offer my condolences to Warriors coach Nathan Brown and Eels centre Tom Opacek, who both lost, lost their brothers last weekend. Um, sad news for, for both of them. I know Nathan Brown is with his family right now. And um, yeah, be a tough time for both of those guys and um, wish them nothing but the best. So um, let's just get into round 16's games. We start on Thursday with the Storm defeating the Roosters 46-0. Um, 13th win in a row for Melbourne. Um, and they did it in style. Um, I think essentially you can just say they, they just know how to win without all their talent. They've had um, talent out all through the year. This game here where they won 46-0, they had no Harry Grant, no Ryan Pappenhausen, and no Nelson Asofa Solomona. Um, and they still scored more than 40 points. Um, and that was the eighth time in the past 10 games that they've scored over 40 points. Um, they dominated the first half. Um, they went into the break leading 30-0 and just outplayed the Roosters at every turn. They were just playing smarter football. Um, they even had a passage in that first half where they held onto the ball for nine minutes straight, um, which is essentially unheard of in rugby league. Um and even though the scoring slowed in the second half, they just never let the Roosters back into the contest. Um, the Roosters, well, they, um, they're still a playoff team, but this match, I think, showed that against the top sides in the competition, um, they just don't have the roster to take them on um, with all the injuries they've had. Um, Simon's also mentioned, was it just me or Melbourne? Um, be disappointed not scoring 50 on the Roosters. Um, I think they're just they they seem to be a team that's just happy to win. Um they they still don't take winning um as a given every week. Uh Craig Bellamy's very good at making them know that they have to play each week to get a victory. And um if it's by ten points or by a hundred, um a win's a win for that team. But yeah, a fifty would have been uh, probably a, a nicer cherry on top for them um to end the game. But yeah, the Roosters, I think it's it's really hard for me to criticise them um, right now because the amount of stars that they don't have right now and playing against a Storm team that are doing this to every team they face, um, you kind of expect it. I was hoping for some points from the Roosters, but I picked the Storm to win this. And um, I think the Roosters um, are going to gonna struggle when they play these teams, I think everyone around them or below them, they, they should be reasonably competent um, in getting the win. But against teams like the Panthers, the Storm and the Rabbitohs, I think you're going to see them struggle. Um, 
but yeah, great win for the Storm, um, sticking sticking with their trend and um, odds are um, they, they get to enjoy a nice week off this week, but I think next week when they come back, um, they're probably um, firm favourites to get their 14th win in a row. Um, next game on Friday was the Warriors losing to the Dragons, 1918. So it was a frustrating game for me, Paul. Well, you know what we could do? We could uh, we could play um, uh, uh, um, Richie's uh, post-game review, if you like. Yeah, sure. He'll let him cry for a little bit because I'm about to start. Oh, I've just downloaded it. So we'll skip this game and we'll come back to it in a second. Literally give me, give me two seconds. Okay, cool. Okay, so we'll go to the next Friday game, uh, which was another one-point winner um, with the Panthers defeating the Eels 13-12. to um, I thought the Panthers definitely struggled without Nathan Cleary in this match, but they still had enough class to get the job done. Um, however, an injury to Jerome Luai is not going to help their campaign um, effectively losing both their halves. Um, but I thought it was a great matchup between two top sides. Um, and it did make a break from all the one-sided matches we've seen bar the uh, disappointing Warriors game, which we're going to hit back on soon. Um, the Panthers made more errors than usual or than I'd expect from them um, in that first half. And um, then the Eels kind of copied them in the second half and let them off the hook. There was a forward pass from um, Clint Gutherson in the final five minutes that would have sealed the win for Para. But yeah, they just, um, I don't know if it's a little bit of lack of confidence when you're placing a, a team as strong as Penrith that the Eels just couldn't get the job done. But um, Mitchell Moses, who um, is going to go play for New South Wales in origin, he had a mixed bag. He, he missed some key kicks at goal, um, including a penalty attempt right on um, full time that would have won them the game. But he also set up a couple of nice tries from kicks. So a um, bit of a mixed bag for him. Um I'm sure he'll he'll do his best in state of origin and um Parramatta really need him to be on song if they want to actually go through and go all the way once they hit playoffs. Um but I thought Matt Burden um for the Panthers, I think he um stepped up to the plate with the match winning field goal, first of his career. They moved him out to centers again and brought Tyrone May into the halves. Um for this game, I think with Luai and Cleary both out, you're gonna see Burden back into the halves. Um and I think if you're sitting on the sidelines as an optimistic Bulldogs fan, um, you'll be um, very happy with what you saw out of him in this game. Um, he kind of has that clutch winning mentality, which we see from so many of the top stars in the NRL. So um, to see him being able to step up and um, seal the win when it counted for uh, Penrith could be good things for the Bulldogs um, when he joins them next year. Um, and should hopefully pull them off the bottom of the ladder. Have you got the video ready, Paul? I am ready, yes. Hey, go for it. Here's Richie. Off rugby league show on Wednesday nights. The Warriors have dropped another agonizingly close game in Golden Point Extra Time to St. George Illawarra Dragons, 19-18. to The Warriors really did snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in this one. Uh, leading 18 points to six with 10 minutes remaining. Somehow the Dragons managed to score three unconverted tries in the last 10 minutes with the equalizing try coming just seconds before full time. And the Warriors gifted St. George many opportunities in Golden Point extra time through handling errors. And Corey Norman, after a poor night with the boot, finally slotted a field goal to put the Warriors out of their misery.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There you go. That's uh, Richie's view of the, uh, of the game. You can... Uh, Either make some your constant mode, or you can move straight on if you like. Um, I'll just add my little two cents. He he covered a lot of it there. You could see the pain in his eyes, poor poor guy. Um, it was a horrible game to watch. Um, the Warriors, yeah, eighteen six ahead, and then they just imploded in the final twenty minutes. I don't know what happened. Um, Dragons just got in their three tries, got them to golden point. Um, Corey Norman, yeah, he couldn't kick a single goal to save himself during the, the regular game, but then got the one that counted and um, keeps the Dragons' playoff hopes alive. They are obviously very happy due to what they did later on. But um, the Warriors, it's it was a must-win game, and, and they just didn't do it. Thankfully, some results went their way later on in the, the round, which just kept their playoff hopes alive but they need to just start winning. They've got to play um, not this week, but next week they play the Panthers. The week after they play the Rabbitohs. And then after that, it gets a little bit easier, but they need to get winning now um, if they are to have any chance. If they lose this week, you could basically put a line through them for the season. And that's saying it as an optimistic Warriors fan. So um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but um, we need to see some results sooner rather than later. So um, we'll go on to the first game on Saturday. Um, back back to uh, blowouts with Seagulls defeating the Bulldogs 66-0. Um, they just, the Bulldogs just failed to show up. Uh, Manly are just at another level, um, but the Bulldogs offered them no resistance at all. And um, that's the third week in a row that the Seagulls have scored over 50 points, which is unbelievable. And in the last 120 minutes of football, they are 110 for zero, um, which is just crazy stats. Um, Manly scored 11 tries. Ruben Garrick equaled um, Manly's record of most points by a player in a match, um, tied with Ron Rolls and Matthew Ridge, I believe. Um, He got 11 conversions and two tries. Um, And Tommy Turbo and Jason Saab both got a hat-trick each. Um, the Storm and the Panthers are still the, the favourites to take this whole competition out. But I think you can't rule out Manly. I think either of those teams would be nervous going into uh, an elimination-style game against Manly if they're playing like they are now. I think they could beat any team on their day. So, um, yeah, don't rule them out just yet. Um, they have basically become the powerhouse that everyone predicted they'd be last year before Tommy Turpa got injured and they fell off a cliff. Um, the Bulldogs, they were kind of on a hiding to nothing in this match. Um, no one expected them to win. 
Um, earlier in the year, they were struggling to score points. They're back into that routine again. They were actually missing 13 players, which doesn't help. Um, but even at full strength, I don't think they would have had a chance in this match. And um, I think them and their fans are just waiting for the season to be over so they can start afresh with their new players and try to get themselves back into contention again. Um, but yeah, Manly looked dangerous. Um, and that takes us into another blowout. The second game on Saturday, Titans defeating the Raiders 44-6. to wasn't my upset of the round, um, but it came really close because I did not see this coming um, with the Titans actually playing a, a near 80-minute effort, which they've been lacking all year. Um, David Fafita was sent to the Simbin in the, um, the 28th minute, but it didn't slow Gold Coast down. They scored three tries while he was off the park, and he's actually been suspended. Um, I didn't cover that in the news. He's been suspended after that and is going to miss Origin. Um which is a big loss for them and for him. But it keeps the Titans in the playoff hunt. As we look over the ladder very shortly, we're going to see um, how tight those teams just on the cusp of the eight are. And um, it shows how important teams like the Titans, the Warriors, and all that um, need to be if they want to make it. Because basically one, one more game and everyone else around you wins, you're in trouble. Um the Raiders, uh, I see Simon's put that he's very depressed watching that game. The Raiders are a spent force. Um, I just don't know what's happened in Canberra, but it could potentially be time for Ricky Stewart to either call it a day or make some tough calls with the squad that he's got. Um, there's far too much talent in this team to be so low on the table, and they're just not playing good. Um, as, as basic as that can be, um, I don't know what's gone wrong, but this team's just taken a nosedive, and yeah, something needs to happen. It's not going to happen this year, um, but they need to do something. Whether it's changing the the table, the the heads of the departments, getting rid of the players, getting rid of the coaching staff, they need to do something because it's broken and it's not working anymore. So um, very sad for Raiders fans who were kind of expecting their team to be a consistent top four threat um, with all the talent they had. Um, that takes us to another blowout on Saturday. Um, Saturday was very, um, depending on if you're a, a winning team fan or a losing team fan, it wasn't a great day. The Knights defeated the Cowboys 38-0. Um, I think going back to the blowouts a bit, it's a bit tiresome for me as a fan. Um I kind of like seeing the tight tussles. It seems to be the Warriors at the moment are the only team that are giving me competition. But that's the ones I don't like because I don't like being on the edge of my seat knowing that they potentially might lose a game in the final minutes. But um, Newcastle, they had Kalen Ponga back for the first time in a while and they just looked too potent with um, Ponga, Jaden Braley, Mitchell um, Pierce and um, Jake Clifford as their spine. They looked a lot better. Um, they had the direction they needed. Their forwards were doing a lot of good work for them. And the Cowboys just didn't offer anything. Um, but yeah, Ponga, great back on his return. He scored two tries and set up another two for Englishman winger Dominic Young, um, who had his, his best game in a Knights jersey since coming over from England. Um, yet another team that keeps themselves in the playoff hunt. Um, and I don't think you can write them off as long as Pong is there and keeping healthy. That spine's just too strong. Um, and they're going to trouble a lot of teams around the middle of the pack. I don't think your teams like Manly 
and Penrith are going to sweat them too much, but all those other teams around the middle of the pack um, will be very nervous facing Newcastle in the upcoming weeks. Um, Cowboys just continue to struggle and the year is done. Um, I believe we wrote them off a few weeks back. Um, it's bad news for them, um, but if they continue to lose, it may be the Warriors um, to gain. So that's good for me as a selfish Warriors fan. Um, that moves us into the first game on Sunday, which is my upset of the round with the Broncos defeating the Sharks 26 to 18. Um, I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, the Broncos have been woeful and the Sharks, I think, had been really developing um, the past couple of rounds on the back of some good performances from Sean Johnson. And I thought they would have this in the bag, but um, Katoni Staggs made his return from injury and had a barnstormer um, having more big highlight powerful runs that we saw from him last year when he was the only shining light for Brisbane. But Paynaz um, was a monster in this game as well. He ran for over 200 metres um, and set up a try, which you don't see a lot from front rowers. But I think the highlight um, from Paynaz in this game was um, running 80 metres to um, knock back uh, a Sharks kick and stop them from getting back into the contest. Um, I think it was, he, he's always been known as quite a mobile fast prop. But to show that commitment um, to run back when you've got all these fancy backs that can do that type of thing um, was probably very great for um, a great sign for Broncos fans that want to see their team fight, which is what they did here. They they got in they got into the fight. Um, it was close. It was twelve all at half time. Later on in the piece, it was eighteen all, and then um, a couple of tries in the final twenty minutes got them the win they needed. But, um, yeah, just good to see them um, be competitive. It's been a tough year for, for Brisbane and their fans alike. And um, it's not going to change anything for them this year. It should keep them off um, getting a wooden spoon for the second year in a row. But it's all going to be about what they can do, what the platform they can set the end of this season to build on for next season because, yeah, they really want to be a playoff team again. And the Sharks, um, they were in the fight, but they just struggled converting opportunities into points. Um, I think Sean Johnson still had a good performance, which is um, good as a Warriors fan, seeing what he could bring to the club next year. But um, these guys losing here, the Sharks losing, has kept all those teams we just talked about in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, if they had won here, they would have put a decent gap between eight and nine. But this loss has kept everyone right in there. And um, the Sharks are going to need to get back in the winner's circle if they want to keep their top eight spot because a loss to the Warriors and then another loss could see them completely out of contention in the space of Fortnite, um, which I guess makes it interesting um, for fans seeing how on the, the switch of a dime the ladder can change. But yeah, the Sharks don't want to see that happen, obviously. So they'll want to have a big performance this week. That brings us to the final game of the round. Um, another close one, but it didn't start out that way, with the Rabbitohs winning over the Tigers 38-22. to um, If I'm honest, I was a bit disappointed with the Rabbitohs' effort. We kind of saw what the top teams could do playing against lesser teams without putting cricket scores on. Um, the um, They were leading 26-0 at halftime, the Rabbitohs, and looked like it was going to be another blowout. But I think they got too comfortable at halftime. I think they thought the game was already over and they could just take a step back. And this let the Tigers show some of that fight I'd been talking about 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and they scored three tries, got themselves back into the contest, and um, not four tries in the second half, sorry. Um, yeah, disappointing for Tigers fans that they couldn't get the upset here, but it shows how much work they they have to do next season. They show that when push comes to shove, they can um, push teams, but they need, I think they need a few more additions to their roster to push them to the next level. They've got um, Adam Dewey and Dane Laurie there, who are very good players. They just need a few, I'd throw a forward in there. Um, they were looking at Pangai Jr., but it doesn't look like he's going to go. But there's a few forwards around. Um, I know people probably facetiously have been saying Paul Vaughan because um, he's a free agent, but I think he's going to be avoided by everyone right now due to his off-field dramas. But yeah, another forward or two into that team could really, um, really spark them into something special. Um, but the Rabbitohs, they have a pretty easy run home, um, to be fair. They should cement the um, third place on the ladder by the time the regular season's over. Um, but if they keep switching off in moments and games like we saw in this one, um, they're going to struggle. Um, when they go up against these top tier teams, so um, they need that ever elusive eighty minute performance. Um, if they can do that, they they might um, they might be um, a potential um, potential smoky for the grand final. So um, that's the end of the round. Me and Richie picked the same games, um, so we both got five out of eight. We got the Warriors game wrong, the Raiders game wrong, and the Sharks game wrong. So that puts us at 87 out of 124 um, each. So still very tense. Spoilers ahead. Um, we have a game different this week, so we will have a definitive leader at the end of this weekend's round. And uh, before we go into questions, Paul, you want to bring up the ladder for me? So there we go. Um not too much has changed for your your top tier teams. Melbourne still number one, Penrith two, Rabbitohs and Eels third and fourth. Manly are all the way up at fifth. Roosters are sixth. Dragons with that win have kept themselves in the hunt at seventh. Sharks, despite losing, stay in the eight. But then we get to see the Knights have shot up to ninth um, after their win. Cowboys are going to continue their slide. They're currently in 10th. Titans, after their win, have gone up to 11th, which has pushed the Warriors down to 12th. If the Warriors had beaten the Dragons, they'd be sitting in 9th right now, um, which shows how much it can switch. Uh, then you've got Raiders at 13th, Tigers 14th, Brisbane 15th, and Bulldogs 16th. So as we do every time this, we put a line in where we think it's do or die. I'm saying now um, 13th and down are out. Uh, if the Warriors lose this week, you can rule them out as well. But right now, um, they're only two points out of the eight, so I'm keeping them in the hunt right now. Um, so, yeah, that's the ladder. Not too much changes other than that bottom um, 7th to 12th is where we really only saw any movement. Do we have any questions from everyone, Paul, before we move on? I don't have any question, but uh, I did want to bring up Vicky's um, comment. She says, love the show, informative, thought-provoking, um, uh, uh, and enjoying having my thoughts challenged, uh, even though I disagree sometimes. Um, so there we go. And one of those th things she disagrees with, she, she says, the Warriors can do it. So there you go, um, Brad. She's not going um, to like me when we get to the preview. <laughs> <laughs> So 
So what, what was uh, Richie's uh, question for you? So Richie's question for me, I've got it word for word here. He says, you're the expert when it comes to the prop position. How do you feel about the Warriors picking up Matt Lodge? So I kind of skipped over a little bit of it earlier on because I knew this question was coming. Um, I'm very happy with it. He has had a lot of dramas off the field, but they are um, they are quite a while ago. Um, and he's kept his nose clean, which I think is the golden rule. Um, where we talked at length with the Dragons about how the NRL players um, do their best to show how stupid they can be. Um, not going to gloss over it. So um, the fact that he he has made some mistakes and some pretty big mistakes in his in his young days, he got punished for them. Um, he got fired from a club, but since he's joined the uh, the Broncos, he hasn't put a foot out of touch and. He has been, this year, he had been consistently one of their top performing players. Um, he just wasn't a player that Kevin Walters wanted. From what I've seen in interviews with Matt Lodge, basically when Walters got the job, he told Lodge he didn't have one anymore, um, which has started the on and off again relationship they've had this year. Because every time Lodge appeared to be one foot out the door going to the Warriors I heard Newcastle as a team as well. Every time he got basically pen to paper, Walters backtracked and said, no, you can't go. Um, so he, Lodge came out and said it was quite frustrating not knowing if you're wanted or not wanted. But I think what got me over the line with him was he actually said he's he wanted to come to the Warriors and earn respect and prove his doubt is wrong, which I think is a great attitude to come. There's been a lot of people, I think Kevin Campion, former player with the Warriors, came out and said he's not signing for the family-friendly club due to his past. But uh, you've got to give players a chance. Um, if you keep punishing them for something that they've done in the past and don't give them the chance to redeem themselves, they're always going to make those mistakes. Um, so I'm all for giving them the chance but I'll be the so, first in line to how, how, kick how him out the door. Been, how long has he been at the Broncos? He's been at the Broncos, I think, three years. Okay, I'm going to so test my knowledge now. And and, and as, as you say, look, it, it, it was pre-Broncos time those things have happened. So you say it's it's not like he's had half a season where he's managed to keep, yeah. his, uh, uh, keep his nose clean. He's, he's, he's done it for, for three years, which does suggest, you say, a change in attitude and a learning that has happened. From, from those early days. Now, I, I have no idea what those early indiscretions were. Uh, but so. I can, I, he was in America. He got very drunk and he broke into a family's home and threatened to assault the family. So it's not good. Um, and I don't condone what he did um, when yep. he was drunk because that shouldn't be something that pops into your mind to do. Um, as a young person in a foreign country, uh, he was banned, I think, for a year or two years from the NRL as punishment for what he did as well before he got his, his offer opportunity with the Broncos. Um, so I think he has done his, um, he's done his punishment and yeah, if he takes uh yeah, as I said, if he, if he steps out of line, I'll be the first there to say, get rid of him. Um, but you've got to give him a second chance before you write him off. So as Vicky says, yep. So agrees that yeah, chance yes, but kick out when second chance is repeated. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. If, if he shows to be a repeat offender, off he goes. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's been given his second chance, 
Uh, and as I say, so far, by the sounds of things, uh, he uh, he is uh, uh, he's, he's he's doing well with his second chance, which is good to see. Yeah. And um, that was it. But I see Simon had a, a left yeah, field no, question, which so Simon's coming are the, the ones question. I love. Uh, and he goes, what do you think of the NRL having a team in Honolulu in the future when COVID is not a thing? So heading over to Hawaii. Uh, if if the NRL are listening and want to offer me a job to be their like little <laughs> reporter, um, I will gladly move to Honolulu with their team. Um, I don't. I think that's probably something they could look at in the future. But we're we're still years away from getting a second team in New Zealand. So I think um, I think you'll you'll probably more likely see them potentially take one off games to the states first. Um, Hawaii is probably the best place um, to go. It's um, got a very Pacific Island feel to it in my experience of visiting. And um, well, you, mean, you mean being an island in the middle of the Pacific? Exactly. <laughs> and um, and I think they will um, – my time when I went to the States, they the people that I spoke to knew very little of rugby league, as you'd expect. Um, I wore my Warriors jersey everywhere I could there. Um, but when you showed them it, they one, they either thought it was ridiculous and crazy because people were killing each other without wearing football helmets and pads. Um, which they are, but yeah. yeah, but they also liked, um, they were intrigued by the incitement of it. It's the same you would know, um, with rugby union, they get in very intrigued by union as well. It's it's a foreign sport, but. They like the gladiatorial aspect of it. Um, so I think you, you can try to get um, league in there. I think league's better than union to teach to an American audience because it's, how do I explain it? It's very similar to American football in the stance of you have oh, five tackles and then you have to kick, where football, but, but, they but have all, four yeah. downs and then they have to kick. It's a simpler game in the fact that, you, or, or in the fact that you've got a, you start from the same position or start yeah. over and over again in a similar way that some NFL does. Look, it's not as uh, – obviously, it moves quicker and it's they don't yeah. totally reset every play, but you can un- but you can understand that, look, there's a play uh, and there's a move called by somebody on the pitch. Uh, and um, so, yeah, it, it's it's very understandable um, from, uh, from, from an American football point of view. Uh, Simon says that from a time zone point of view, Honolulu is the same time zone – um, but uh, just one day out. And that's not true necessarily all year round, because um, at the moment it is 10, well, it's nearly 11 p.m. It's also nearly 9 p.m. here. Uh, it's nearly 11 p.m. in Holiday. So they're two hours uh, out uh, at the moment to, yeah. to, to New Zealand. You've then got another, what's it, three hours to Australia. So you're looking at five hours time difference uh, to mm. the East Coast of Australia, which now, which could be useful if they use that to not clash and have games back to back but it also could be a problem uh, in that all the australian games all the away games for the whole new team will be quite late at night yeah for their for the, for their home audience so they have uh, a similar issue when they go to perth though um i know when the warriors have to go to perth it's for their body clock it's midnight that they kick off um yeah. which wasn't good as a fan having to wait till midnight to watch your team play um either but they're getting better with the perth one on planning it when they acknowledge that new zealand um has a different time zone 
So um, they either make it an afternoon game if Warriors are involved or they keep Warriors out entirely and just do it as two Australian teams where it's not that bad. Yep. But, um, yeah, America is has a great opportunity for the NRL, but they've got to, they've got to focus on um, building it in New Zealand first, I believe, um, especially with two years away. Um, it's a losing battle every day with Union, um, but no games for two years here has hurt them a lot more, and they really need to um, invigorate this country first before they start looking at the States. Yeah, they do have to come back here. I'll show you the second team in New Zealand is required, and you're looking at expansion probably to Perth. As you say, there isn't a, a permanent team there at the moment. Um, there's also uh, so look, there's, there's places to expand into, into to to complete, as it were, their 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 home market before looking at going to to Honolulu. Uh, as I say, Japan might be a better option as it's um, more time zone um, relative um, centric, uh, and also the um, rugby union administration japan is very amateur so uh, perhaps not the same competition for mm. um to, to to sort of for tv money but i guess in honolulu they don't have a whilst they do have a, a college um nfl team there's not a professional nfl team there so they would it's, it's a market that they wouldn't be up against many professional teams um, which would be good for them from that point of view it would make so, it would make it a bit confusing because yeah the hawaii college football team's called the warriors as well um so that would make it a bit confusing um advertising the warriors playing um but yeah you could trick a few people through the doorway if you're saying the warriors are playing come watch maybe so, um, so um, a bit like yeah. a bit, bit like uh, rugby does with by calling the maori all blacks the um rather than being the new zealand maori it's maori all blacks to basically yeah. try and sell more tickets overseas as people think they're exactly. watching the all blacks. um cool yes yeah, so that's our that's our only question from the um uh, from there, but uh, Simon does make the point there that uh, there's only one uh, NRL team in AFL territory, whereas the um, AFL has had much more uh, success in expanding into NRL territory. So it's time it's time for NRL to fight back. Yeah, I think if you want to compare it, I think the NRL and AFL battle in Australia is the same as the NRL rugby union battle in New Zealand. Um, I think, yeah, AFL is the stronger team if you're looking at Australia overall, same as yep. Union is here, you've got areas of New Zealand where league's very strong. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's a landslide for, for Union and it's a landslide for AFL over there. Cool. So that's, yeah, that's our question section. Do you want to, uh, me to bring up the uh, the games for, for, for next week? Yes, please. Um, so yeah, we've got round 17. Um, I've got um I've got Where Richard's picks here. Brad? Um yeah, well the um the the there's another eight teams that have decided to have a party as well. They're doing a big party together um to celebrate. Um no, it's the second bye week with Origin coming up. They they have their second bye, even though we just had a whole week off. Um they're doing it again. So yeah, four four games here. We've got Thursday night Seagulls versus Raiders. So, I so think it's rinse... this one. So, so teams that aren't playing this weekend will have had two weekends off. Is that good for them from a rest point of view as part of the season, or is that bad for them because they'll get a bit rusty having not had games, and we'll see some teams coming back a bit rusty next? Um... I think yeah. some of the teams. So I've got the teams here. It's the Knights, Broncos, Panthers, Storm, Dragons, Tigers, Titans, and Eels are all off. I think your teams like the Panthers and the Storm. 
it's just another day they'll come back. But I think yeah, your your Broncos, your Titans, potentially your Eels, um, Dragons and Tigers, I think those guys might struggle um coming back. Dragons, you just don't know what they're gonna do with it <laughs> when they've got a whole week off, um the the parties they could throw. But yeah, I think your your top tier teams will be fine. Um but yeah, I think those ones, the ones that the Warriors really need to fall off, hopefully, as a Warriors fan, they struggle um, coming back from it. But yeah, they, they all get the week off um, with Origin coming up. But yeah, Thursday night, we've got Seagulls Raiders. Um, Richard and I have both picked the Seagulls here. Um, I think we saw how strong they were and how poor the Raiders were. So it's kind of easy to pick that one. Friday night, we've got Rabbitohs Cowboys. We've both picked the Rabbitohs. I think more of the same. Cowboys are struggling in Rabbitohs. Um, they had a bit of a scare, but I think they'll they'll get the job done. Saturday, we have the Bulldogs and Roosters. We've both gone for the Roosters. Um, I think, yeah, Bulldogs continue to struggle, and the Roosters, they were humbled against the Storm, and I think they're going to be looking to make a statement. Um, against the Bulldogs, so they'll get the win here. And then Sunday, the last game of the round, we've got Sharks-Warriors. Richard has picked the Warriors, but I have picked the Sharks. Um, I am very hopeful as a Warriors fan. The Warriors get the job done. But um, Chad Townsend is out injured um, after his performance in his first game back as a Warrior. And I have very little faith in Sean O'Sullivan and the halves, and I think the Warriors will struggle Really interested to see how Matt Lodge goes in his first game for the club. But I think the Sharks are going to have the edge here. And Sean Johnson's had a bit of form playing against the Warriors as of late. So, unfortunately, I think he will get the job done. Um, so, I've gone with the Sharks. So, that's our picks. Um, yeah, all the same bar that last game. So, we'll have a definite leader again. And hopefully, for the first time this year, the leader is me. Um so we'll see what happens there. Um, so before we move on um, and end the show, we'll cover a little bit of overseas rugby league. Um, Greg Inglis um, has been released from his contract with Warrington after failing to recover from his hamstring injury. Um, there's a bit of cloak and daggers with the release because releasing him has opened up a bit of change and they've now firmed as the favourites to um, snatch George Williams, um, who was let go from the Raiders this year. So I'm still keeping my, my ear to the ground on when a, an official announcement on William's future is announced, but at the moment it's still all just rumours. Um, then we had the the mixed round where we had two rounds back-to-back -back in close succession. So um, there was quite a few games um, postponed or defaulted. So I mentioned last week that Castleford defaulted to St. Helens, so St. Helens got the automatic 24-0 win. They actually ended up getting um, a game back because um, Huddersfield for round 13 defaulted because they couldn't field a team. So Castleford got a 24-0 um, win in their favour. Um, but yeah, round 12, we had that game for St. Helens Castleford. Warrington wiped the floor with Wigan 40-0. Um, Salford and Wakefield was postponed due to COVID. Um, then we had Catalans defeat Huddersfield 50-12. And then Leeds defeat Lee 48 to 18. We spoke last week with Simon about how Lee, they're just back in the Super League, but they're on the verge of getting booted out again. And this win, or this massive loss, did not help them. 
So um, that was round 12. It was basically three games. Um, round 13, um, Wigan lost again, 24 to 6. Um, Hull FC versus Salford was also postponed due to COVID. Um, then Leeds defeated Warrington, 22 to 16. Catalans and Hull KR was also postponed with COVID. And then, yeah, that Huddersfield Castle game that was defaulted due to Huddersfield not being able to field a team. So not a lot of games for them there over there. It must be very interesting. I only get to see bits and pieces um, due to being in New Zealand, but I think it would be quite frustrating as a, a fan in England when games just keep dropping like flies. I, I couldn't imagine um, going into, like, the Warriors here. we got four or going into the NRL round this round got four games then you find out two of them are cancelled um be quite frustrating but round 14 um we've got some games penciled in so we've got Leeds versus Catalans Wakefield versus St Helens Hull FC versus Lee Hull KR versus Warrington Wigan versus Huddersfield and Castleford versus Salford um I'm not sure what Huddersfield's situation is but Wigan could finally get a win here if they have to default again so that would be good as a Wigan fan um, because they have fallen apart, which is um, very unfortunate for me. But I'm not really sure what's gone wrong there. But I've seen Simon says, I see Sky Sports in the UK is dictating when which games are to be televised. They don't want games during the Euros football. That's true too. It's all over the place. Like this round 14, you've got two games on Friday and then the rest of the rounds on the Sunday. They've got um, all of Saturday completely open. I... Simon might know a bit more than me. I don't follow football, um, but I am aware there's something happening up there. Um, I keep seeing on Facebook it's coming home, whatever that means as an uneducated league fan. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, they're dictating a lot, just trying to – they want to have eyes on their on their football um, and on their league, so they don't want them clashing. It's the same um, – bringing it back to Union, it's the same as you don't generally see the Warriors play home games – at the same time, the All Blacks are playing, um, just due to the fact that it's you're going to lose a lot of all your audience there. Um, so, anything else before we we sign off, Paul? Anything else in the in the audience or any feedback from you? No, I think that's it. I think we're there. So, thank you very much, Brad, for for keeping on going. I know it's very hard to talk for an hour on your own. <laughs> it is. Well, we'll have um, Richard back next week um, to offer the knowledge that Vicky mentioned earlier. So um, thank you for sticking with me and thank you. Moral support. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, thank you, everyone, and good night. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 